Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Following Through the Cracks. Today, I'm speaking with Natasha Trenev. She is a world-renowned expert in the field of probiotics and has spent more than 40 years studying the health benefits connected to the consumption of beneficial bacteria. Natasha, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. And I'm going to talk about the thing that is the most important item in my life, and that's the education on probiotics. Well, that that's great. I think we do need to to be aware of this. Um, what makes you so passionate about probiotics? Well, uh, because I go back fifty one years in this industry, and uh, I've done all the research. I've worked with medical doctors across the world, and I realized early on, before any of this material was published about the gut brain connection, the skin connection to the gut, uh, the immune uh, uh, connection to the gut. I was talking about this when people didn't believe me, and I knew that these beneficial bacteria are an integral part of our well-being in life. In fact, many hypothesize that we are a hybrid of bacterial cells and human cells because we literally are 90% microbe and only 10% human cells. Well, so, so why is this bacteria so important? It's important because um, we have found out through uh, 200 years of research that this bacteria is essential to help digest our food without upsetting our immune system and the second brain, which is found in our gut, and to make sure that, you know, our body is properly nourished and eliminating toxins in a timely manner so that we're not auto-intoxicated by the food that's left behind. It's as simple as that. And, you know, aging is contributed to auto-intoxication and the fact that after 40, many of these beneficial bacteria find our internal ecosystem, which is our GI tract, not the most suitable environment for them, and they decide to leave us. So we're, we're, um, I've had a few shows recently where we're talking about superbugs and antibiotics. And um, can you just tell, tell us what we've been doing all these years since um, antibiotics have come into the picture? Well, yes. Uh, you know, I'm all for antibiotics if you have a serious infection. The problem has been in the last 50 years in this country, antibiotics have been abused. Uh, people were not taught proper sanitation, either at home or in school, because they didn't care if they got an infection. They would run to their doctor, and they would get an antibiotic, and they would get better. Unfortunately for us, antibiotics were not only abused uh, for human beings, but they were also being, are still being used to raise cattle and other farm animals, uh, because what, is, what do antibiotics do? They make the, the cattle or the pigs get fatter quicker. And that's what they want. And by disturbing your microbiota is one of the major reasons we have such a uh, obesity uh, explosion in our country. So uh, antibiotics, uh, while they can save your life, the abuse of antibiotics has created these super bacteria that are now in our environment. And they need many more good bacteria to combat them than before. Well, so a lot of people are, are used to getting antibiotics and, and you know, they, they have saved lives. And I think one thing, um, they're definitely overused in the health industry. Sometimes, you know, I have people come in and tell me they're prescribed antibiotics for a virus. And I think it's just so that the, the doctor, you know, has something to give them. And I'm like, it's not going to help you. Um, so that's, you know, an overused situation. But I think one thing that is important is what you brought up in the cattle industry um, you know, they're just given it as a prevention and also to make them fatter, as you said. And, you know, is this affecting us when we're consuming that meat that's been given on these antibiotics? Yes, uh, it's what's called a secondary exposure to antibiotics. It's through the meat. And even some, you know, uh, vegetables and fruits are, spay- uh, are sprayed with antibiotics 
because you have the, to prevent food poisoning outbreaks. And so they're used extensively uh, in the, you know, peop- by the people who raise either animals or foods and fruits for our consumption as a preventative. And I think we should stop it. And that's why, you know, farm fresh produce locally grown is probably your best bet. But buyer we wear because if it's organic, it probably has more bacteria than less. That's why it's organic. And people haven't been taught how to wash their vegetables from, you know, these bacteria that are present now on the vegetables and fruits. So aside from, you know, being uh, sprayed, the vegetables and fruits that we have to wash them, the organic ones have to be washed just as well because they present a different challenge for us. Well, you know, I, I, there was a study that came out several years ago, and I use this as an example for people that pre-washed lettuce that you buy in the store can have up to four parasites on it. So, you know, even though a lot of people think, well, this stuff has been taken care of for me, um, you know, we still need to do that. And I think, you know, we need to have that conversation again, because a lot of people I talk to aren't washing their, their fruits and vegetables. Uh, yeah, they're not. In fact, uh, I had a, um, given a lecture to my group here uh, in our company, and uh, one person just said, oh, I can't, you know, I don't have the time to wash uh, the vegetables and the fruits. And I looked at that person and said, you better find time because it's really unpleasant if you get an autoimmune disease. Yeah. And, and, and so are you saying that by not doing that, we can have an autoimmune disease or just that it would be a trigger for those people? It, it could be a trigger because what is autoimmune disease? It's the misdirection of the immune cells to attack bodily parts that resemble the invader. That's what autoimmune disease is. Uh, we just call it by different names, uh, you know, either MS or fibromyalgia uh, or even arthritis. But it's, you know, really a misdirection by the immune system because these microorganisms are constantly talking to the cellular structure in our body, and it's called crosstalk. And you want to make sure that the good bacteria or the probiotics are the ones who are uh, controlling this crosstalk and not the bad bacteria because their ultimate objective is to take control of a certain area in your body and, you know, uh, propagate their own kind. So there, there is a rise of autoimmune diseases in, in the world um, at the moment. Um, do you think that there's a connection with our overuse of antibiotics? Absolutely. Um, the bacteria that are troublesome or pathogenic are becoming smarter, and it takes far less of them to cause a food poisoning episode. Let me just give you an example. Uh, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, it would take 10,000 colony-forming units of a pathogen to cause a food poisoning episode. Now it takes as little as 10. So you see the difference? It's only Mm -hmm. 10 of these bacteria, and they're so small, you'd have to look uh, for them under a microscope with a 500x magnification in order even to see them. So I think uh, ignorance in this case is not bliss, and people better, you know, learn about sanitation the right probiotics to take and what they can do to change their, you know, health on a daily basis. So what would be the right sanitation? Well, the right sanitation would be, I recommend people wash their vegetables and fruits, uh, you know, in a distilled vinegar and water solution, and they can pop in a couple of tablespoons of hydrogen peroxide, soak them for at least three to five minutes, and then rinse, rinse them vigorously several times and then let them dry on, on a paper towel or if you have, uh, uh, you know, something that they can dry on, anything in the kitchen so you're not wasteful, that's really what it takes. And, you know, when people tell me they don't have time for that, I always tell them you better find time for it. Well, you know, one thing that, that I find, um, everything that I eat is organic. And, and when I do that, I wash my uh, fruits and veggies in apple cider vinegar and I put them in a big uh, sink full of water and I let them soak for a bit. And I find that they also last longer because, as you said, organic has more bacteria on it. So I'm, I'm cleaning them in a, in a way that's healthy, that's not going to, of course, disturb, you know, there's no chemicals involved. And, um, and then when I put them in the fridge, they have less bacteria, so they're going to last longer absolutely uh, good point yes i you know it, it's everything requires a certain amount of work uh 
And I think a lot of young people today are used to just uh, buying food at a vendor and they're clueless about, you know, how dangerous uh, their lack of knowledge is to their overall health. Uh, you know, one point that I want to make is, uh, you know, this juicing business. Now, I've grown up in the health food industry and, you know, I think juicing is good for you. However, if you go into a place where you're buying this juice or somewhere where the machine is not cleaned out every hour, you're literally playing with your life. Because let me tell you, once you break down the barrier of that vegetable or fruit, it becomes a hotbed for bacterial growth. And you're probably consuming too many bacterial cells and which will harm you. And you're getting more harm than the good you're getting from the uh, vegetable or fruit juice that you're consuming. Well, I feel like we take this chance anytime we we eat out. I mean, you have the you don't know how old the food is and how it's been handled, and you know we t- you already mentioned food poisoning, um, and uh, from what you said, I would think that food poisoning is becoming more common just because it takes less to cause us harm. Ah, uh, yes, and that's what I'm saying. That before, you know, fermented foods were enough, and we'll get into more segments. But now, you really have to have the right probiotic supplementation, that's why I dedicated my life to this, uh, in order to, you know, help you through the, you know, landmine, which has become our food supply uh, uh, in, in, you know, all westernized countries and including some third world countries as well, because, you know, food poisoning episode can lead to disease later on in life without you ever guessing this was the trigger to cause that problem. That's that's interesting. Uh, You know, and I I think the same as, you know, we're talking about the autoimmune diseases are, um, they're becoming more prevalent. And, um, you know, we have done ourselves great harm um, by taking lots of antibiotics and um, even just the pollution that we're exposed to that is causing all this damage. Right. And then, well, not just the pollution, and it's our complete lack of knowledge of diet and food. I mean, anybody uh, that comes up with a, an idea about what diet you should be on and what food you should be consuming, uh, people jump on it without ever verifying or seeing that, you know, that that person, how many years did you spend in that field? And I hate to say this, that even doctors that come up with these diets, they're never taught nutrition or diets in school. They're never taught formulation of products. They have no knowledge of that. They have a trained mind to assess what disease you have and what pharmaceutical drugs they can give you. But they're not taught any of this holistic measures uh, like people who are in Ayurvedic or Chinese medicine are taught how to really keep you healthy. So, you know, uh, you have to really question where the information is coming from and how valid that information is before you decide to jump on it. Well, you know, I, I think that's really important as well as, you know, doctors are, are giving people the antibiotics, which are killing the good bacteria. And there's very rarely a conversation about what to do to um, protect yourself or replenish what you're, you're killing. All right. You know, they tell them, oh, go, you know, go buy a yogurt or go buy a, a kefir. And I tell them, yeah, that's like telling somebody who, I'm sorry for the analogy, uh, has a amputated arm and they tell him, yeah, go find a Band-Aid. That's going to help you. Uh, you know, it, it's ridiculous uh, because, you know, first of all, there are no laws to tell you how many uh, beneficial or uh, proper probiotic bacteria you're getting in any of those foods. And how do I know? Because I was the first one in this country to introduce uh, Bulgarian-style yogurt and get a standard accepted by the state of California. And I was the one that helped the New York State in the early 1980s, set a, a standard for kefir. And still, a lot of those standards are ignored today because really there's no government enforcement on that. So, yes, I think certain fermented foods are good for you, but people don't know what the standard is for fermented foods or why, you know, a certain food has to be fermented in a certain way in order to impart good, you know, quality health to you. Well, I want to talk about that more when we get back from our break. Um, I want to go into a lot of detail about, um, you know, what the probiotics are and um, how we can get them. So today we're talking with Natasha Trenev, and she is a world-renowned expert in the field of probiotics. So we'll be back shortly. (music) 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Welcome back. Today we're talking with Natasha Trenev, and she is a world-renowned expert in the field of probiotics. So, Natasha, you know, most people are aware of, of good bacteria, even if it's just from seeing a yogurt ad. Uh, where do we get this bacteria from? Well, initially, if our mother and father are healthy, it's from both parents, and especially at the time of birth. Uh, if uh, we could be inoculated with a very important bacteria called Bifidobacteria infantis. Unfortunately for those of us who live in the Western world, uh, we don't get this bacteria anymore. Only 7% of the infants born in North America actually receive this right bacteria from their mother, even if they're vaginally born and breastfed. And interestingly enough, uh, breast milk, we, we have found that was designed specifically and has specific nutrients for this bacteria, which I feel is uh, necessary for the hardwiring of the immune system and the second brain so that the child can be healthy and not suffer possibly from autism or attention deficit, which seems to be a plague now in westernized societies. Well, so um, this is where we would start with it. Now, knowing that we can kill it off with antibiotics and and pollution and um, pesticides, how can we supplement this in our daily life? Well, you have have to find um, the right probiotic supplement. Uh, It's okay to eat the plain yogurt and plain kefir. I tell everybody, you know, getting flavored yogurt or flavored kefir, especially since I'm the one who introduced kefir, uh, into this country uh, is like, you know, giving yourself a guilt-free dessert. Uh, it's obviously better than eating a piece of cake, but, you know, let's not get foolish here because some of these products can have up to 50 grams of carbohydrates. So, no, it's, it's good to reinforce your good uh, microbes with a good fermented food like yogurt or kefir, but it's no longer the primary source of the good bacteria, and it's nothing that I've done but what we've done as a society, we've created very strong pathogens, and these pathogens are ingested 
uh, through our, you know, a daily diet, through touching our cell phone, which has more fecal contaminants than a toilet bowl. Uh, it's the same thing with our steering wheel. So our society has changed profoundly. So you have to find the right uh, probiotic supplement to really, you know, add to your incredible microbiota that spreads through 27 feet of your GI tract and covers your skin. So keeping this, you know, uh, ecosystems healthy in our body is probably the number one thing we should be concerned of because it controls everything. It controls how we digest food, how the food passes through our uh, digestive tract and is eliminated at the other end, how our skin looks, uh, our mental clarity, our moods, everything is controlled by this microbiota. And unfortunately for us, you know, it's taken like uh, 40 years for me to get people to understand what probiotics are, but the market, the, the market is flooded uh, with Me Too products, and none of these people who are selling these products are really the actual formulators or the producers of this product. It's become, you know, like a sea of products and a lot of misinformation. Well, one thing that um, people always ask me is, is it enough to eat the fermented foods or do they have to supplement? It's not enough to eat the fermented foods because even with a good yogurt that you make at home using a good uh, starter culture, and by the way, I recommend if you're making your own yogurt, you should start with a fresh starter culture uh, to make it, uh, simply because uh, when you eat a, a functional food, like a yogurt or a kefir, it doesn't guarantee you what type of bacteria you're getting or how much of you're getting. And in today's, you know, environment, you have to be getting the right amount of bacteria from the right sources. And this is another area where there's a lot of confusion, like what are the bacteria that evolved with human beings uh, through the millennia? That's the bacteria should be used. And I can just tell you listeners right now, do not buy any products that claim to be shelf-stable, it's a you know, very deceptive uh, thing that's happening. And do not buy products that have all this list of microorganisms in their multiple strains. And I can explain to you in, in a couple of minutes exactly why you should never touch these uh, products. Yes, please do. Okay, so um, as, as the author of a standard for probiotics uh, that was read into congressional record into 1994... I can tell you that when you get a multiple-strain probiotic, you don't know from pill to pill or bottle to bottle what's in the product. And, you know, uh, people throw in these microorganisms. Uh, whether they're in there or not is the first question. And second of all, if you don't know from pill to pill or bottle to bottle what you're ingesting, what's the purpose? because you may be ingesting microbes that will do no good for you. Uh, they're simply on there to impress you uh, because, you know, even doctors don't understand this part of microbiology. So it's, a, it's a very confusing to people. So I give them a simple thing. Look for, for a product that will guarantee through an expiry date, you know, the exact amount of each organism that you're getting. And there should never be more than three microbes in a product and they have to be specifically stated how they're protected from each other while they're in the capsule uh, so that they don't start attacking each other and how they can reach your mouth and GI tract in uh, healthy and able to perform. Because a lot of these products uh, abuse these microorganisms, they're stressed, and you don't know what's in these products. And that's why people say, oh, I've tried probiotics, never did anything for me. Well, so um, w- when somebody's going about choosing these, um, if, if they're not really sure that they're getting the right thing, um, what, like, like, wh- where would they start? Well, very simply, um, they start with number one: forget anything that's on the shelf. Uh, first of all, probiotics need to be protected from moisture, light, and uh, heat. So they have to be um, bottled in a amber glass bottle uh, with a tin lid because plastic lids don't protect the product from moisture. And they have to be kept cool all the time. They have to be either in the refrigerated section of your health food store. And then you have to ask your health food store, 
did this product come in in a thermally controlled package or was it delivered and just put on the back of your a store, never, you know, refrigerated, and then once you bring it inside, you put it in the refrigerator, and so now I think that the pro- product has been handled correctly. Uh, number two, uh, who actually makes the product? You know, they'll, you'll see, uh, um, you know, manufactured for on the back label. You have to look for a product that says formulated, manufactured, and sold by the party making that product. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, and so um, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so you have to know who's behind the formulation. It's very important because if, if you don't know who's behind a formulation, and as I said, they don't teach formulation in medical school. It's somebody that has to understand fermentation, uh, from, you know, from years of fermenting these microorganisms, and somebody who understands the particular field of microbiology, which is called probiotics. It, it is rocket science, and you have to understand what you're doing and be dedicated. Otherwise, the product you sell and that people ingest they will not get the benefits from. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there are different kinds of bacteria. So how do we know which ones are the right for us? Like, do we all have the same microbiome? Uh, no, we, we actually have a microbiome that's unique to us, like our fingerprint. But one thing I know since I've been in this field for 51 years is that lactobacillus acidophilus uh, was around before the term probiotics was introduced by me in the early 1980s. And it's one of those, what I call, uh, stable microorganisms that has coexisted with us for millennia. And that's the one, you know, you have to make sure that the manufacturer actually is producing a real acidophilus microorganism and that that a product is available to you because this organism is, is so important because, number one, it helps with absorption and digestion in the small intestine. It actually likes to live in your small intestine and make its home, and it likes to help you uh, digest food and absorb food without disturbing uh, the immune system. That is so important. Um, so w- it, when we don't take probiotics, if we have um, not enough of them, what is happening to our immune system? Well, our immune system becomes either hyperactive, which means it manifests in allergies or hyperactivity or inability to concentrate, uh, or, you know, our immune system is constantly on call and it becomes exhausted. And then we're ripe for autoimmune disease because something is in there causing this problem. So that's what we have to be aware of, that our immune system has to be able to have this conversation with the bacteria in our gut and that the bacteria in our gut are not sending messages to the immune system to fool it and try to get into our bloodstream. I'm not going to get too technical, but basically that's what the game is. And that our, you know, our uh, objective is to make sure that those parking spaces on the intestinal wall are occupied by the right beneficial probiotic bacteria to protect us from the not-so-friendly bacteria that want to get in. So there's also bacteria that um, are in our bodies naturally that, that live, uh, you know, with a symbiotic relationship with the probiotics, um, something like candida. So what happens there? Well, yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeast is generally about 10% of the microbes found in our GI tract. And yeast is benign as long as it's not allowed to overgrow. If it's allowed to overgrow, it's what we call a pleomorphic organism. It can change shapes. And once the yeast is allowed to overgrow, it becomes, you know, um, uh, pathogenic and changes into a mold. When it changes into a mold, it can grow projectile pipe uh, uh, segments from its uh, colony and, you know, actually uh, bore holes into the intestinal wall to anchor itself. And this causes leaky gut. Uh, this causes a host of problems. So it's very important to make sure that that yeast is kept in check so that it doesn't change shape and become pathogenic to us. Now, interestingly enough, 
uh, one of the uh, lactobacillus acidophilus strains I work with, uh, produces hydrogen peroxide in microns. And hydrogen peroxide production is necessary for the beneficial bacteria to keep yeast and other bad microbes in check without damaging the lining of our gut. Um, which, you know, having treated uh, thousands of people for uh, candida overgrowth, you know, it can actually be quite debilitating, especially if you do get to it being leaky gut. I mean, we're looking at um, pretty systemic symptoms, including, you know, pain, fatigue, um, depression, and, and all of that kind of thing, which are um the symptoms that are, are plaguing our world. I just read a uh, an article about a study done showing that people around the globe are more depressed and angry than they've ever been. Well, they're probably depressed. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not just the candida overgrowth. It's other pathogens uh, that you know thrive on the simple carbohydrates and sugar and uh, will take up space on our uh, on the parking spaces. I call them on our intestinal wall. Uh, when there's, you know, lack of uh, friendlies that are on the walls that that uh, uh, protect you and fight them for this right to uh, stay on your on the parking spaces. So, yes, there is a global problem. I think it's the food supply. I, I think it's been changed erratically, and I think that the whole world is really in need of a a good probiotic supplement, something that's specific for the large intestine, that's specific for the small intestine and something that's specific for the transient flora that goes along with your food. And by the way, 40% of your dry weight fecal matter is bacteria. So it's a very dynamic system. And people say, well, why do I have to take a good probiotic every day? And I said, well, because 40% 40 of your dry weight fecal is bacteria, and you're losing bacteria, both good and bad, every day. And so that's why it's an ecosystem it's just like a fish tank. You have to keep cleaning it and replenishing it. Otherwise, you know, the, the body doesn't do well. Well, so aside from eating fermented foods, are, are there other things with our diet that are causing this harm or that can help it, that can feed the bacteria yeah. perhaps? Yeah, there is, there is foods um, that are, you know, not digested. They're, they're called fiber foods, foods that contain fiber and they're not uh, digested for us, but they're parts left for the bacteria. And here's, here's where I ha- where's a cautionary tale. Uh, a lot of manufacturers, a lot of so-called manufacturers, I should say, who sell probiotic bacteria throw in something called a prebiotic or, you know, an indigestible uh, food. Well, you know, that's very dangerous because that indigestible food may not only, you know, uh, help to grow the beneficial bacteria, it can also help to grow the yeast and the not-so-friendly bacteria. So I said, get your fiber through your food, either by eating onions, you know, celery, um, uh, oatmeal, or whatever, you know, fiber you can get into your diet naturally without taking a concentrated form of these, you know, indigestible carbohydrates. By the way, Splenda is a, a prebiotic. They don't just call it that, but it is an indigestible sugar or carbohydrate and has been shown to cause a lot of problems to people who consume it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely have heard that. Now, if, if we're um, eating too much white sugar, does that harm the good bacteria? Well, it, it harms the good bacteria in that, you know, a lot of them don't want to digest uh, uh, cane sugar, but the cane sugar will be digested by the pathogens and the, the candida. So too much, you know, uh, sugar in the diet. Now, let, let's put it in perspective. You know, like if you have one or two teaspoons a day, it's not going to hurt you. But many Americans consume sodas, which have, you know, up to 12 teaspoons of sugar in them. And, you know, the whole American diet is laden with sugar and simple carbohydrates which erratically change the composition of the microbiota in the GI tract and bring on all these diseases that we know now in the Western culture. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, they're, they're, yeah, we've talked about this, that things are, um, there's more and more mental health, there's more and more autoimmunity, um, you know, people just generally aren't feeling good. And some things don't even, aren't even able to be given a diagnosis. It's just an overall unwellness that's happening. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is a very good place to start, for sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, the beneficial bacteria do interact with 100 to 200 million uh, neurons that are in our gut that's called the second brain. And they actually produce serotonin and dopamine, which is very important for our mental health. And that's transported through the vagus nerve right into our first brain. And so when people say, you know, I have that gut feeling, there's a lot of truth behind that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the thing what everybody's trying to do now to, to, to the poor consumer is tell them, oh, yeah, take this uh, beneficial bacteria for mood. Oh, no, and then take this uh, beneficial bacteria to help you with, you know, loose stools or constipation. Oh, no, and then take this third one for such and such a problem. Well, a good probiotic bacteria such as a good acidophilus or a good bifidobacteria bifidum will do all of that for you. It just matters how it, how this bacteria is fermented, how it's uh, stored, how it's shipped, how it's protected, and how it can reach your GI tract, you know, unharmed to do its job. That makes the difference. Mm-hmm, for sure. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Natasha Trenev. She's a world-renowned expert in the field of probiotics. We'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Natasha Trenev. Uh, she has been studying probiotics for over 40 years. So, Natasha, if somebody, um, you know, they've got some of the symptoms we talked about or they just want to do something for their health and they go get their first bottle of probiotics, what should they expect to experience? Well, they should experience, uh, expect to experience, depending on how messed up their microbiota is, you know, um, a feeling of general wellness within several days if it's a good probiotic supplement. And, you know, they'll just wake up and they'll have more energy. Uh, They'll be able to think clearer. Uh, They'll have better mood. And they won't need, you know, uh, caffeine throughout the day to keep them going. Um, Although I don't object to a couple of good cups of coffee in the morning, I just think that Americans, you know, are constantly needing a sugar fix uh, throughout the day. Otherwise, they can't function. And believe it or not, these bad bacteria can actually mess with your apostat and induce you to crave sugar because they want it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Um, you know, when I'm talking to people about, you know, cutting back on sugar, especially if they do have candida, um, I, I point out to them that it's not them that's craving the sugar. It's the bacteria that wants it to feed off of it. And not only that, you know, that craving is very powerful. Yes. It's almost like, you know, an, an addict with an addiction. It's not, you know, like it's not a laughing matter like... I, I've seen people that can sit down and, and consume a whole bag of chips and they can't seem to stop, even though they're full and they can't eat anymore, but, they, but the craving is so bad, they can't seem to satiate that craving. And yeah, it is very bad because, believe me, these bacteria are ultimately very smart and probably smarter than we are. Well, you know, I, I agree with you on that. I recently did a show um, with Stephanie Strathy and her husband um, about their book about uh, her husband's journey with a superbug. And, you know, when we understand more about bacteria and how they actually adapt to the environment that they're in, you know, this is where we're getting all the problems that we're seeing with the superbugs. And, of course, probiotics are a bacteria as well. They're just on our side <laughs> more than these right. superbugs. Right, but uh, well, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so what happened with the superbug infection? Well, they, they did uh, phage therapy. They, they brought it back after 100 years, and, and he survived. So they used, mm-hmm. um, they, they, they used a virus to, to treat it, which was quite interesting. Because uh-huh. so, the bacteria didn't have, um, uh, it, it was resistant to all antibiotics. Yep. You know, and uh, yeah. I, I did some work on phage therapy, believe it or not, in the late 70s and the early 80s, one of the most prolific collections of uh, phages exist in former Republic of Georgia. And Mm -hmm. it's very uh, interesting, but you have to be very careful with phage therapy uh, because you got to know what you're doing. And after you do phage therapy, you would have to go on a massive dosage of beneficial bacteria to make sure that your ecosystem is rebalanced and in a proper functioning state. Well, and and I found it quite interesting because, you know, we're we're so used to using antibiotics, which are killing everything else, and um, and then now we are dealing with these superbugs, and and Thomas, uh, her husband, almost died, um, and was in a coma for a really long time from this bacteria, and you know, this is really the cases that most people in that situation die, and he would have, um, they just had some some knowledge and. What bacteria? And, what bacteria was it? Do you know? Oh, I, I don't remember. But the the, right. the book was was a was a really great story, and uh, you know I think that this is a direction that the world is going to take, where the antibiotics are used only as needed and are one of the tools in our chest instead of the first one that we use. Right, and not only that, you have to take the proper probiotic supplement two hours after the antibiotic to make sure that those empty parking spaces are taken up by the good guys and not left uh, to uh, yeast and other pathogenic bacteria. By the way, two very uh, severe, um, how should I say, antibiotic-resistant pathogens, one is MRSA and the other is C. diff, is now in most communities across the country. And you could innocently go into your 7-Eleven or the gas station or your grocery store and pick up, you know, like on the prick of a needle that small amount and get deathly ill and have your life endangered. Especially, I tell people to be very careful when they go into gyms. There should be a whole protocol about what people should do in a gym because that seems to be the warehouse for some of the most deadly bacteria you can pick up. Well, so we've talked about the the bacteria in your gut, but one thing that people are just starting to acknowledge is the bacteria on our skin. And we have spent decades killing it because we've been afraid of bacteria. And and so what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's funny that you should mention that. I've done studies with prominent dermatologists and one from the University of Alberta. And, you know, taking the right probiotic supplementation can help you with acne or psoriasis uh, because, you know, skin is the last uh, way that your body can expel toxins. And yes, uh, the skin has its own microbiota or microbiome, and that microbiome can be upset when you're using uh, antiseptics continually uh, to clean your skin. 
uh, yes, that you definitely need to clean your skin, but you have to be careful what you put on your skin just like anywhere else. Remember, I said we're 90% bacterial cells and only 10% human cells. And so that ecosystem on top of our skin, inside our body, inside our organs, inside, believe it or not, in your bloodstream you have bacteria. All of that has to be kept in check and in balance if we're going to have a long and healthy life. Well, so... um I've done a few shows on, on, you know, using different products so that you're not killing your skin's microbiome. And I think that that goes hand in hand with also the cleaners that we're using in our homes, which are also Mm -hmm. killing bacteria. That's right. You know, what I say is that just use something like a hydrating soap, uh, you know, because, you know, what, what does soap do? It doesn't create resistant bacteria. It just helps them slide off your skin. Most people don't know that. And, you know, you'd need to, you know, wash your hands or your face for 20 seconds to make sure that it's clean and make sure you splash on plenty of good, you know, water or wash your face in the shower. Uh, Because, you know, I I guess children are just not taught by their parents how to even, you know, wash or clean themselves. And I think that seems to be a problem in our culture as well. Well, well, and, and, you know, we're we're very scared of bacteria and we're going around and killing everything around us. We're killing, you know, we buy antiseptic soap and we're killing everything on our skin and we're taking antibiotics. And then we go around our home and we're terrified of the bacteria that could happen there. And then we end up with super bugs. I mean, one of the places where these bugs are the most are in hospitals where they disinfect everything. Well, yeah, not only that, but, you know, uh, yeah, in the hospital is probably the place where you will die of a hospital-acquired infection before you die of your disease. So, yes, um, and I've watched doctors not wash their hands properly going from room to room. And, by the way, Purell will only um, inhibit MRSA but will not touch uh, Clostridium difficile, which is the other very dangerous uh, organism in the hospital. So there is a tremendous amount of ignorance. And as I said, in this day and age, ignorance is not bliss. And the mistake that we make by not understanding the most important environment, which is our, you know, microbiota and our microbiome. By the way, the word microbiome is often misused because the word microbiome means the sum of all the genetic material that's found in the 100 trillion bacteria that lined our 27 feet of the GI tract. And they actually... That microbiome controls 99% of our genetic output, whereas our own genes control only 10% of our genetic output. Well, so if somebody today is listening and they're wanting to make some changes for themselves, where would you suggest that they start? Well, they start by choosing the right probiotic, and I invite them to come to uh, natron.com. I've spent my life. It's not a commercial message. I know a lot of people are very commercial, but uh, I, all I do is probiotics, and I'm proud to say we have people who have been with, with me for 10 or 20 years that will help people make the right choice because I feel this is so important. That's where I'm still working. I don't think there's anything more important than understanding how to you know, keep that optimal balance in your microbiome and choose the right products. And uh, until I'm finished teaching people that, I guess uh, I won't retire. <laughs> Well, and and hopefully it does become something that's standard. You know, when I'm treating people, um, I insist that everybody's taking a probiotic, um, no matter what's going on, just to protect themselves um, and keep their their gut flora well. And, you know, people, sometimes I get people tell me, well, I eat well, so it should be okay. And I point out to them the pollution that they're exposed to and the stress and just from living in a city is going to damage their good bacteria and they should just protect themselves all right you know what uh even crops that are not sprayed uh you know in california there are 60 known pesticides that are found in fruits and vegetables and Mm -hmm. you know organic vegetables doesn't mean that they use don't use any pesticides they use more natural pesticides i think people uh quite don't understand how you know uh fruits and vegetables are grown and that's why i say locally grown Fruits and vegetables are probably your best choice, but, uh, you know, we, we have a lack of understanding, and that's why this choice 
in the right probiotic supplement is probably the most important thing you should know about your diet and your health. Uh, I don't think, you know, there's anything more important in today's day and age because unfortunately, even though I've been in the health food industry for 50 years, I feel that the problems and the diseases are so chronic from children to adults, it's gotten into an epidemic stage. And I, I hope that people listen and don't just listen to the first person that offers you a simple slick solution or they offer you a slick selling you know, um, infomercial or they say, oh, I'm a doctor or I'm this, because you really have to know where you're getting the supplements, where you're getting this advice from, if you really want to make sure that your health is in proper order and that you can enjoy every day of your life. Uh, and I definitely agree with you on that one. You know, it, it, it's important for people to realize this. If you're going to do one thing for your health, it, um, aside from good diet, I suppose, is taking a probiotic um, just to protect all the things that we've talked about today. Exactly. So remember, I, it's a good lactobacillus acidophilus for the small intestine, a bifidobacterium for the large intestine, a lactobacillus bulgaricus for the transient flora. And those three is what I've studied for the last 50 years are probably it. And then the bifidobacteria infantis for newborns, pregnant mothers, and all individuals who have a sensitivity to food and are prone to allergies and ill health. Yeah. So if um, anybody listening today wants some more information, how can they get a hold of you? At um, natren.com, N-A-T-R-E-N.com, and there's a provision there called Ask Natasha, and they can, you know, find me there, uh, or they can call in, and we have, uh, and believe it or not, people who can a- actually answer questions at um, 866, the number 4, and the word Natren, N-A-T-R-E-N. And uh, you can go on our website. It has hundreds of uh, radio shows that I've done with uh, people around the world, including psychologists, and, you know, just get wonderful information in a very uh, easy-to-understand format because I try not to be too technical, and there's blogs and all kinds of interesting things you can learn from my 50 years of being in this field. Well, it's perfect, Natasha. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, and I hope your listeners learn from this because that is my uh, mission in life to make sure that people understand their microbiota, their microbiome, and that we all return to great health. Well, that's perfect. Thank you so much. If anybody listening today wants more information on my story and what I went through to get back to health, you can find that on my blog site at dr-risk.com. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, um, or your favorite social media platform. And um, thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week.